Welcome to the Great American Collectibles Show, heard Wednesdays at 6.30 p.m. Eastern on PSA.com and the PSA Facebook page. The Great American Collectibles Show is brought to you by PSA and the National Sports Collectors Convention. Tonight's headlines are brought to you by Sports Collectors Daily. For all of your hobby news, features, and more, visit sportscollectorsdaily.com. And now, your hosts, Tom Zappala and Rico Petroselli. Rico, how are you, Rick? Hey, all right. Nice to see you. Hi, everyone watching and listening. What's going on? Nothing. Nothing's going nothing. on. You're working right now. You're getting paid. Well, yeah, well, <laughs> if you want to call it that. But listen, <laughs> uh, no, it's been a couple of weeks. I know John uh, John was on for a couple of weeks, and uh, <clears throat> we had uh, an unfortunate thing. Our dog passed away after 17 years. Louis. Yeah, Louis. And uh, so it was kind of a rough, rough week. I, I can week. see that. You know, I had yeah, goldfish yeah. that died once, and I was yeah. – Upset, yeah, right. but anyway, welcome to the Great American Collectible Show. Tom Zappler with Mike Compadre, Paisan, Red Sox Hall of Famer Rico Petroselli. We have a really good show today. Uh, before we, uh, I'm going to tell you who we have. We have John Valgos uh, is coming in from Cabrella Shipping uh, Insurance Company. Whole new concept that I think uh, everybody here is going to find very interesting. And then we have our dear friend who uh, just uh, recently, just recently uh, returned from uh, a sabbatical in Vietnam, uh, Derek Grady. Derek's going to be joining us. And then followed by our other good friend, Leighton Sheldon, the last couple of minutes from Vintage Breaks. But first, I repeat, first, Rico, yes. headlines. Voiced. Heritage Auctions will launch its spring catalog in a few weeks, but work is already underway on events scheduled for the rest of the year. One thing the big sale always reveals is that there is plenty. There are plenty of raw collections out there that wind up being consigned. Heritage recently took in a group of higher grade 1950s baseball card sets, including Rick, a 1952 top notch 1952 set. Also scheduled for the next catalog is a true hobby rarity, a box of 24 unopened Rico 1962 tops baseball packs. Uh, that had been with the original owner since it was purchased 61 seasons ago. It, too, is heading for the May sale. And then there was some five-pack cards along with some top stamps insert sheets. Uh, there was no immediate word on which series might be represented by the packs inside, but we may get that from Derek uh, once he comes on. Uh, another rarity, a fifth series box, 1972 Topps Baseball, was consigned this week and will head to the auction also along with you ready for this, Rick? A I'm 1975 ready. Topps block, and one Rico Petroselli is in that box. Possibly. Possibly. I wouldn't take it. Uh, anyway, that's the <laughs> For more information, you can go to sportscollectorsdaily.com. Our good yeah. friend Rich Miller and the gang there, they do a great job. All right, let's bring in our first guest, uh, John Velgos from uh, – John, I, I want you to just tell us the whole concept of, of – how Cabrella works and what it's all about. Yeah, so thanks. So uh, Cabrella is a, a third-party shipping platform. And so what we do is we allow customers to uh, ship their packages with us, insure their packages, or ship and insure. And what we do is we leverage our buying power from uh, across our thousands of customers 
to get a lower shipping rate than they can get by themselves. So if you're shipping a couple packages a week or really technically less than about 200 packages a week, we can get cheaper uh, discounts on shipping costs than you can generally get by yourself. We can do different things like integrating with different softwares and different carriers to make it incredibly easy to use. But our main product is insurance. Um, we insure literally everything underneath the sun. So for example, we insure perishables. Uh, I've got one uh, customer right now who's up in the Northeast and he does uh, uh, crabs uh, and he ships crab cakes around the United States and uh, that's perishable. So we'll cover things that need to get there by a certain delivery time. Uh, we insure high values, uh, watches, um, luxury goods, clothing, so really anything, if it's important and you don't want to lose it, you can insure it and we'll help you do that. That's like, uh, well, up in uh, Maine, you know, there's a lot of restaurants ship the lobsters, uh, even actually not uh, to Europe also. So, yeah, yeah that's but I want to ask you, is, is your business more for the individual or in this in, in the collectible business? Is it more for the collectors or? And or maybe uh, the auction uh, owners of the auction, like uh, auction houses, like uh, like Heritage, which. Yeah so, yeah. so it's we mainly insure businesses, but with most people today, uh, especially if they're uh, just regular day people and they're selling through eBay, which most people will do because of eBay's rules. I think that changed last year. Everyone has to either create an LLC or do a sole proprietorship. And they have to do their taxes on, on their eBay store. So mm -hmm. they would qualify. If, if you're a business, even though you may only ship a couple a week, we can do it with you. Or, um, for example, we have a couple of grading card companies um, who we insure their packages. And that's where this is um, specifically right toward them or even the auction houses. Because mm -hmm. uh, we don't look at the stringent requirements that what carrier liability may have. You know, if if you want to uh, insure through a UPS or a FedEx or any carrier, you know, you have to have two to four inches on all four sides. Your crush edge burst strength has to be 240. You have to yeah. use a certain kind of tape and you have to use the tape in a certain type of way. And mm. so they do this to really restrict um, customers claims uh, in order to do that. So um, we, we allow customers to insure it and get their claims paid. Yeah. So, so John, I mean, should I use Cabrella to ship my 1953 tops signed Mickey Mantle card to heritage auctions? Yes, absolutely. And here's the reason why. So I've been a collector my whole life. Um, I started at, uh, I think my first set running into it was 1986 tops. So unfortunately, uh, I'm in, I was in the junk wax era, but luckily wow. I had a mom uh, who also collected, uh, and uh, she got me into vintage early, so I got lucky because of that. Um, and so, uh, so with that, when you don't have a value on a card, right? Uh, whether it's you're sending it to an auction house, or you're sending it to a grading card company, or if you've just got a a big card in a break, you don't have a value associated with that card, especially for auction houses. When they're sending it there, they have no idea what it's going to sell for. So how I created this product is uh, we have three different ways that we value a product. 
We look at past auctions. So it's an easy way for us to say, okay, well, this is an easy card. We can see the auction prices. And then we have a variance in there as well. So we actually try to make it where if a customer insures something for $135, um, but the, the let's say the auction results uh, only show a 120, we give a variance so that they can get that 135. Hmm. So we do everything we can to be able to uh, give a customer a claim on something that's not sold. So if you were to do this with any other company, you're not going to get your claim paid because they won't accept auction prices. They won't accept eBay snapshots of the last item sold. That's where uh-huh. I created this kind of three-step process. So whereas um, we're going to take all the auctions uh, uh, and, and come up with an average. But sometimes, let's say with a Trevor Lawrence one-of-one national treasure, right? Um, it's not going to be up on an auction. So then we go to uh, another part where we have a price guide. We're going to check that. More than likely, it's not going to be on that price guide. The final step is we get an actual appraisal from a reputable, one of the most reputable companies in this, uh, in our field or uh, in this marketplace to give us an appraisal. The main point of all this, we're not the ones that are coming up with the value. We're using all reputable companies to do that for us. Geez, sounds, uh, like, sounds like a great concept. You know, I, uh, I got my golf clubs I sent from New Hampshire to Florida and uh, it was a, not UPS or uh, FedEx, but it was another company ship. Sure. Ships, can I say it? Um, eh? so, so what happened? Did they Cold come broken? Sh- Wait a minute, ship sticks. No, no, ship <laughs> No, they didn't know. They, they were good, but I insured it for $1,000. Mm-hmm. And I'm praying somebody would steal them. <laughs> <laughs> because they're worth about like 100 bucks. <laughs> so, no, but no, uh, no, golf I clubs, I would say golf, things Absolutely. like that, right? Golf clubs Absolutely. and uh, other things. Yeah, yeah. John, and now Yeah, so to answer your your question, Tom, on the 1952 uh, mantle or the 1956. I wish it was a 52 sign. Yeah. When there's there's no sale, um, we're going to use a variety of different ways to value that card uh, to the closest way possible. So you want to insure it with us because even, you know, there are uh, other third-party platforms out there that uh, work on insurance. There's no product like this in the marketplace. And you and I kind of talk, uh, but uh, that's the only thing we do. We only insure um, collectibles while in transit. If they're in your house, they're in your storage unit, there's other companies that do that. That's right. not us. We only insure your products while in transit. Awesome. Uh, what is your website address? It's Cabrella.com. Super easy. www.cabrella.com. Are you going to be at the National? Yes. Uh, I already got my tickets early on. As, as soon as they opened up, I got my alert. And uh, <laughs> and so I'll be talking to you know all the vendors. Well, Tom, Tom will meet you there. He's uh he's trying to pick you out. <laughs> he's yeah, no. Actually, you may be there. All right, John. We appreciate it, and uh, we'll talk to you down the road. Yeah, John. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Jeez. Yep, thanks everybody. Uh, Have a great I'm day. Do my Bell golf goes, clubs through John <laughs> from uh Cabrella Insurance. All right. You know something? Grady kills me. He absolutely kills me. <laughs> Let's bring in Mr. Personality uh, from Heritage Auctions, our good friend, Derek Grady. How are you, Derek? Hey, I'm here. 
What's going on? Gee, I was, I in, the, we... was I in the waiting room before? I'm you were. You were in the, we call it the, the green, green room. room. The green yeah. room. Okay. Yes. You were in the green room. Uh, I, you know something? Derek, while what? stuff like this goes on, Derek sends me these little texts oh. that I that I just laugh my buns off. I really do. They're pretty Oh, funny. tell us about it. What did he no, say? No, 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 no. no. They're, 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 private. they're private. They're private. Yeah, okay, okay. That's All right, Derek, of- uh, I noticed there was a, an article in Heritage Newsletter about Thurman Munson. And, you know, talk. let's talk about Thurman Munson because I have my feelings about Thurman Munson. Yeah, but you're biased. I'm not biased. You're yes, a Red Sox well, fan. Well, what is it? What's your f- opinion about him? Tom? Well, let's let's hear what let's hear what Derek has oh, to okay. say for us. You know, the guy had a fairly dominant career for like eleven years, and was captain of the Yankees first in Scarig, right? Yeah. Won some Gold Gloves, won two championships, was MVP, was Rookie of the Year. Was a hell of a catcher, a hell of a player. Dies in a plane crash. Okay, we. You know, I cited a couple other guys that had shortened careers. Again, I am no, don't mistake me for a Yankee fan. I grew up in the, the Pittsburgh area, so I'm a Pirate fan. I'm a Cowboy fan, but I'm a Pirate fan, believe it or not, and the Penguins too. But so, you know, and this guy is sitting on the outside of Cooperstown for absolutely no reason. He should 100%, this shouldn't even be a, a talked about issue when you have these other players. I'm not going to disrespect players that got into the hall of fame, but there's definitely some sliders that got in that were not dominant. And well, I, that think I, everybody... I totally agree with that. Okay. To- so totally Rico, did you that. respect, did you look at when you played against Thurman Munson, did you look at him as an all-star player? Did you look at him as a dominant player? Did you look at him as a future hall of famer? Yeah, he was the, uh, what's the word, uh, the, the, the heart of the Yankees. I mean, he was the guy they all, uh, really respected he was he was the leader you know yeah. um i do i agree with you uh i do believe he should be in cooperstown for his uh, ability um and it just happened that you know of course he he died in the cra- uh, in that plane crash uh maybe if he was on another team say the minnesota twins and that happened maybe they wouldn't consider it but they absolutely should consider it and and he I think he'll get in eventually through one of the um, one of the groups. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, you know, and, and uh, but he and he was a hell other, of a player. He was uh, he was dominant. He was dominant. Rico, yeah, where do you rate him? Where, where do you rate him? I know Pudge. Obviously, you and Pudge were very close. Yeah. But where do you rate in, in your playing career? Not forget the National League guys you played against uh, yeah, in the World bench, Series. Bench. <laughs> yeah. So forget those guys in the World Series. I'm talking strictly. American League catches. We, I, I, I know you've always yeah. said you rated Pudge at the top. Is is do you rate him second behind Pudge in the American League? Yeah, both uh, offensively and defensively. Yes, there were other catchers who were outstanding defensively and uh, better, probably maybe maybe both of them. But overall, you know, they weren't, uh, and their teams didn't do that well. But yeah, I would say, in my opinion, not because. Uh, Fisk was a Red Sox, uh, but, uh, you know, of course he played longer and he's got, uh, his stats are a little more, but Munson, absolutely 10 years. Hey, Koufax is in there. How many years did he pitch? Oh, that's a good point. That's a good, you point. know, so yeah, I, and I hope and think he will eventually get in now his wife, they have a big dinner, you know, every year in New York and his wife, uh, is, um, 
course, involved in it, and they raised money for for some charity. And so uh, he's his name is still out there, you know, in New York, especially because you got to get those the New York writers to push it. Oh, right, let's see what happens. Hey, Derek, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. I want to talk about uh, what's going on with the overall market now that the modern market has somewhat uh, taken a step back. I won't say the word collapse, but it's taken a step oh, back. What's going on with okay. that? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a healthy correction. I think it went up too fast, too quick. And just like any market, it adjusts. And the good news is I feel like the collectors are adjusting too. They may have to look, everybody's a genius whenever it's a bull market, right? Everybody's making money hand over fist. Anybody's everybody's the smartest one in the room when everybody's making money. Um, and I think there's people that have taken some losses and they're you know, and they realize what their mistakes were. You know, cards that were 500 bucks prior to the pandemic that shoot up to 4,000. If you're buying them at 4,000, it's it's not likely they're going to go up to 5,000. It's more likely they're going to come back down. And But people were still investing in players. They're just getting, adjusting to the pricing. But I think they're also, like I've always mentioned on the show, was diversifying, buying some vintage, buying some blue chip stuff. Modern is always risky. It was risky when I was doing it in the 80s. You know, buying up Kevin Moss rookies or, oh, my God, Mike Greenwell rookies. Greg Jeffries. Greg Jeffries, all that stuff. You know, I have them in my basement still. I have all those guys, probably in top loaders, in plastic cases, you know, all these rookies. Ben McDonald, I think I have 200 upper deck Ben McDonald rookies. (laughs) I don't even know what he's doing right now, but I guess if I had him sign them, they'd be worth more. Um, Who knows? But, you know, I think so the one barometer i use is trade shows and that's from a national level to a a local level and i am only getting feedback i mean the philly show is outstanding you know it's promoted by our friend joe drellick um it's it was an outstanding show it was actually the room was actually too the room was too small i mean really? but he yeah he had yeah. I mean, it was, wow that's great it was amazing how many people were in that door i mean so that's one thing you know um the deal. I mean, there were always people at tables, you know, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday was busy. I think it was, his, he think he said it was his second best Philly show ever. So Good there are him. people going to shows. And then I know some local show promoters that said the mall shows and the, and the local shows are busier than ever too. So that means the hobby's strong. There's a lot of new faces, a lot of new people collecting. So that's good for the overall. Well, you know, I was in, uh, I was at a card show uh, this past Sunday, small card show in West Palm beach. And thing I did notice, there were a lot of young kids there and there was a lot of modern there, but there was a lot of vintage and a lot of the younger kids were buying vintage. And I really paid attention to that, which was a good sign. That's good. A good sign. Absolutely. Of course. Yeah, you, know. you would think organically people would, you know, when they're paying this kind of money for a John Morant or a LeBron or a Kobe, they go back and they look at Magic and Bird, Chamberlain and Russell, and you can buy, you know, you can't get eights or nines of those guys in that kind of yeah, price that, That's not happening like, yet, though, Derek. Why? Uh, some, wait, what do you mean? No, it's not. Yes, it well, is. I, well, Ding dong. I'm, well, I'm hold on a second, though. But I mean, let uh, him okay. have it. Let him have it. I right, forget about the magics and the birds. But what about the guys like, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, uh, Russell and Chamberlain? Has no, Russell? The, the guys, the guys like uh, Walt Frazier, the guys, oh, yeah. the guys so from that seventies and eighties. Yeah. Nothing's Maravich, going on there. Maravich, Maravich. Is a key rookie. No, he's a key rookie. He does oh, very okay. well. Walt Frazier probably doesn't get the respect he deserves. Um, there's a lot of those. 
the Basketball Hall of Fame's odd. If you look and see, it's a national, it's the International Basketball Hall of Fame, right? Mm-hmm. It's not the NBA Hall of Fame. Correct. Okay. And you see players that I could tell you somebody's in and you wouldn't believe they're in because they're they're even looser than, I mean, Major League Baseball lets people out that should be in. NBA really puts you in if you were anything. So How about a lot football? Of Football's got they they put in a lot of guys. Yeah, football puts in a lot of guys too. But I can make an argument that it's you know yeah there's still a lot that should get in. Not like baseball. Baseball has more sitting on the outside that should get in. I agree. Um, but basketball, yeah. Other than you know, once you get in the seventies, you know the um the Moses Malone rookies probably still undervalued. Hakeem, Elijah, Wan, all those guys. Mm, yeah, you he's know? in the eighties. Hakeem, yeah. Look, there's but those are those are those are like top fifty players of all time. Yeah, there's you know? some. Hey, listen, we got to take a quick there's break. Something. Derek is in the house. Mister Grady's been with us for. Uh, you're going to be with us the whole time, even. Oh when yeah, yeah. All right, hang in there. We'll be right back. <laughs> Since 1996, Brian Drent and the staff at Denver's Mile High Card Company have led the charge in the collectibles hobby. Mile High is a full-service dealer specializing in buying and selling cards and offers a competitive consignment program for all collectors. Whether it be their computerized want list service, appraisals, or auction services, Mile High has it all. If you've been searching for a company with a selection of high-grade vintage 1888 to 1970 baseball cards and memorabilia that shares your passion, aim high, Mile High. Go to milehighcardco.com or call 303-840-2784 for more information. This is Brian Drent, president of Mile High Card Company. Is your sports card and memorabilia collection properly insured? For easily replaced personal property, homeowner's insurance is all most people need. But for prized possessions that you may have spent a lifetime collecting, it doesn't go nearly far enough. Collectibles Insurance Services has been insuring for over 50 years. They offer a full range of protection and a $0 deductible at an affordable rate with no appraisals required. I know because they insure my collection. If you have a minute, go to collectinsure.com and learn more about insuring your personal card or memorabilia collection. Hi, this is Dan from Memory Lane Auctions here to remind you that the renowned Memory Lane Collectibles Company has served as a beacon of light to the collecting community for the past several decades. Indeed, folks, it has been our utmost privilege and pleasure to provide the most enthusiastic collectors with an abundance of the finest sports cards and memorabilia for America's most coveted sports personalities via our world-class auctions. Whether you choose either a private sale transaction or the auction route, Memory Lane cordially invites you to reach out to us to maximize the value of your prized possessions. Also, it is not just sales that we pride ourselves on being the best of the rest, because if you are seeking a particular keepsake for your esteemed gathering, we will be relentless in our quest to find that special piece to fulfill your collecting dreams. So no time to wait. Reach out to us today for the purposes of capitalizing on our unparalleled marketing capabilities. Simply pick up the phone and dial 877-606-5263. That's 877-606-LANE. Or find us on the World Wide Web at www.memorylaneinc.com. Now is the time for your valued consignment to ultimately become another one of Memory Lane's record-setting prices. 
How would you like to own the bat that was used by your favorite player when he hit that towering home run or game-winning base hit? Now look no further than JT Sports, specializing in the sale and authentication of professional game-used bats. As the official authenticators of professional model game-used bats for PSA DNA, JT Sports will guarantee the authenticity of any bat purchased from them. JT Sports also buys and sells game-worn uniforms, gloves, and baseball equipment. The unique quality of the collectible is what JT Sports is all about. Give them a call at 609-487-8003 or check them out at GameUseBats.com. He answered the tough questions. On deck with Richard Pazzicelli. Okay, it's time for... On deck with Richard She's so cute. I'll that tell is you. funny. All right, it's time for our segment On Deck with Rico, brought to us by our good friend Brian Dwyer and the great staff at REA Auctions. Don't forget to get your bid in by going to robertedwardauctions.com. That's Robert Edward Auctions for extraordinary results and extraordinary service. We love... Uh, you know something... Brian's one of the really nice guys in this uh, in this hobby, huh, Derek? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Great guy. He actually, I actually worked with him for man a few years at a at a grading service. Yeah, uh, good, I had a just great a time good working man. for him. Good man. Yeah, good guy. Hi, he dude. was. Yeah, he's turned out. Uh, he owns yeah. the business. Done, he's do done not, real well. I'm an employee. Brian Dwyer made it as an owner. So that's right. Good point. Good point. Yeah. All right, Rico. This week's question was sent to us by a gentleman whose name is Jerry Sexton. And it just, this is a kind of an interesting question, Rico, since yeah. we just lost him. What are your fondest memories of Joe Pepitone? Now, I know you had some history with Joe. Did you grow up in the same neighborhood or something? Uh, no, in Brooklyn, a little different uh, area. Uh, but uh, and I didn't know him then. But uh, one of the memories I had of him is uh, he was 16 years old and he used to play in a league for Nathan's, you know, the Nathan's hot dogs. Dog, they sure. sponsored a team and um, it was a great league, but he played in it. There were former players that came back and, and played on these in this league and they were very good. So Joe Pepitone, we were on the field and he was on the field. It's straightaway center, you know, way back. Yeah. So we knew of him. So he was, uh, he had a home run, 16 years old, had to go f- close to 450 feet wow. into the water. There was an inlet there in New York, in Brooklyn, and he hit one in. It was like we we're, we were watching him. Everybody stopped and watched him at mm. bat and pow, holy mackerel. Uh, it was incredible. Uh, but Joe got in, it kind of got in with the wrong people there, you know? Yeah. For a while. Uh, yeah. And they got in some trouble, but, uh, but he was a talent. Uh, if he was, you know, behaved himself, he could have been one of the, one of the all time Yankees. You got into, didn't you get into a little scrum with him? No, not really, not really with him, but it was the Yankees with beanballing incident in 67. And, uh, yeah, we were all, uh, around first base, that area, <clears throat> both teams and dugouts. And somebody said something and it was, Joe was closer to me, but somebody beyond him said something to about to, to Lomborg screaming at Lomborg because Lomborg hit their pitcher when he got up in the back oh, and their pitcher, their pitcher hit Joe Foy in the head. 
in the helmet. And he says, Longberg, you could have ruined his career. And I went, why? I said, what about Foy? Yeah. And then we charged and everybody went at it. So, yeah, we've had some. But he was competitive. He was a talented guy. But he's just uh, just got into some trouble. So, uh, but I, I, I still, you know, I have a lot of fond memories of him. Good. Uh, by the way, he uh, he had a three-run home run in Fenway Park in the third inning, in the in the top of the third and bottom of the third. It rained so hard they called the game off. Oh, he was yeah. Three he must have been home. must not. Been oh, he happy. went nuts. He was out there as the rain's coming in, and he's doing like a dance, an Indian dance. You know, <laughs> one of those. Get it? Stop! Stop! That's but uh, yeah, it was it was a good guy. I mean, you know. Wasn't he the first guy to use a hairdryer? And, and- oh, yeah, that's right. Yes, that's another thing. Hairdryer, and he had a toupee. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, we heard from the Yankee guys that he uh, he would w- wash his toupee and then dry it off with the dryer. It was that's a riot. Funny. All right, let's get back to our friend Derek, Mr. Grady. Uh, you have a kind of a really cool auction coming up in May. When does it open up in April? It's your May auction, but it opens up at the end of April. You know, um, it opens up, yes, at the end of April, ends mid-May. Um, it's the card memorabilia, so it will be three sessions. Uh, Thursday will be cards. Friday will be memorabilia. Saturday will be a mix of both uh, called Final Session. So that's our next big catalog auction. We currently have our showcase auction going on uh, that you can check out. I mean, those have built over, you know, they're over a million dollars. Uh, they end yeah. on a Saturday. You know, it ends, I believe it's next Saturday, um, but it's, uh, you know, there's a, there's a million and a half dollars in there to two million. We added that to the, over, how, to the overflow. Derek, how do you prepare? How do you prepare for those? It's a good question. Oh, you know, just work company. all the time. Just how do you prepare? You just. Well, you know what I mean? You got to put, put things together, the yeah. catalog oh, yeah. and all that stuff, right? It's, yeah, it's, it's well, the showcase auctions, thank God. We do a mailer for them and we do a lot of, you know, emails to promote it. We do not do a catalog, you Mm -hmm. know, but we do, you know, the, the catalog, you know, we have two platinum nights, a couple solo card auctions, you know, and uh, three other regular catalogs. So it's, it adds up. And these, and these showcase auctions, the lots still need photoed and written. And that was like, you know, Rico's asking a good question, Derek, because what is the time frame between you know so, some of your your, your auction catalogs like massive yeah so what oh, is the what's the time frame between when you get the catalog back and the deadlines i mean it's it's all really timing isn't it you know you know who the best at this to answer all this would be mike provenzale really now he would say that now the show you know demonstrably gets better ratings when i'm on you know provenzale is just dry so uh-huh. you know it's people are falling asleep or killing themselves when pros on, but he's he used to run this part of the you know of the operation. Yeah. But you know when we get a consignment in, yeah, it takes it takes time. It gets entered. It gets inventoried. It gets mm. photoed. It gets written. You know the images and the write ups get proved. It gets laid out in the catalog. It's a it's a big to do. This is not. Yeah. So you know, you have to have a lot of people, and we do have a lot of people. And you have now, a lot who of does the people. writing? Do you have a group of writers? Oh yeah, write? we have. Maybe there's seven different writers. You know, four, no more than that. Probably about ten writers. Some do, 
you know, I do, Lee and I do the grading. We do the sets where we do the grading composite. Okay, so I go yeah. through the sets and we grade the cards. We do we do the write-ups on the sets. Single cards, you know, we have people down there that do the single cards. Um, the memorabilia, there's three different writers, four different writers for the memorabilia. Yeah, it's a, it's a big to-do. This is wow. not super, you know, you know, the only thing that, and the online auctions that do a couple million bucks, and we have Sunday night auctions every Sunday that do, you know, 150 to 200 grand. Those all need write-ups. They all need photo. They all need shipped. They all need, you know, it's still... It's a big to do. There's, you know, are, are there any uh, highlights for your May auction that you can off the top of your head? Yeah, I mean, stuff's still still coming in for that. We're down to the like the last week. There's there's registry sets. There's a killer Ted Williams bat rated a nine five from 1946. Wow. That's uh, you know, I think that's an MVP year. It's a great bat. So there's you know, uh-huh. unopened wax boxes. There'll be tickets. There'll be jerseys. You know, uh, it's cards and memorabilia, so it's gonna be it's gonna be loaded. Very good, Rick. You guys, you guys ever think of uh, going uh, marketing on TV or cable? Uh, people in the market, you never see anything. I'm, well, I'm, I, you know what? No, I don't know. That's why I'm asking. Well, but, wait, but hold on, because I I go online, Derek. I was going to ask you about okay. this. I, I go online. And I'll, you know, I'll go on to one of the news outlets, whether it be CNN or Fox or Newsmax and a heritage uh, banner comes up all the time. Um, do you know you anything about online? that? Yeah. 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 Or, I mean, I, I do the same online. thing. I could be paying my car insurance. Yeah. And I could see a heritage banner. Yeah, our it's guys. crazy. Our, our IT department is brilliant. I mean, our e-commerce department, I mean, they know, I mean, I am, believe it or not, yeah, I still, because I'm a client of heritage as well. There's still stuff I buy in their auctions or sure. our auctions. And, and, you know, so every time I'm on my phone, I could be doing anything and there's, the heritage something something comes up so they're they've done a great job at marketing i think reek as far as the you don't see i mean there used to be shop at home and there used to be some of those channels hawking crap yeah nothing yeah, good it's yeah. all overpriced it wasn't good stuff um you know but it's uh i think it's very cost prohibitive i mean we work on small margins we yeah. have to oh, do yeah. a lot no, of it is sales. expensive it's yeah. very expensive to advertise on TV. And well, the so reason. Why, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. I think that's why, you know, there are some dealers, I think, that take a little spot. Maybe there's some, you know, do coins and cards and comics, like a shop at home type thing. Um, you know, late night TV when it's cheaper, you yeah. know. Um, yeah. But I don't know of anybody that's doing it legitimately, well, right? You know. Well, the question, the reason I asked that, I maybe should have asked this question first, but no, uh, what do we have to do to get more people in the hobby? Sure. So that came to mind, you know. Well, I think that's an overall great question because this is why Fanatics and Ruben, you know, Michael Ruben bought in, you know, he was at Mm. the card show I was at and he asked me how many Mickey Mantles or he came to the table, came to the Heritage booth at the Philly show. Mm-hmm. And caught me off guard because he said, how many Mickey Mantles are there? And I said, graded. And he said, no, no. How many Mickey Mantles are out there total? And I don't know the answer to that, but because mm-hmm. I've, I've been a professional grader and you grade a lot of 52 Mantles. But my New York guy said to me, you know, Derek, we get more raw Mantles still. 
there are still more raw 52 mantles that's unbelievable that come hmm. in i have one right here on my desk that i have to send out for grading soon just well send it to me i'll i'll take care of it <laughs> just came in look at the mick okay. huh let me look at it real quick here what's that going to gonna grade out at hold it up press me it's, it's in the five range i don't know how how it's going to look on camera right now but it's in the five Perfect. range right there yeah. right this yeah. just came in so there's still people that did not grade there i mean we're still getting gowdies we're still getting 51 there's a 51 bowman man on this invoice too and that will go out for grading and um this consignment so we're still getting raw ones i don't you know, is there 50,000 mantles? Is there 20,000 mantles? It's it's hard to say how many 52 mantles are there. But my point is, Fanatics is going to make it an experience. If they get cards in the ball, so they have the Tops license, right? They bought Tops, so they got the baseball yep. license. They've got football and basketball. They're going to put packs everywhere. They're going to do interactive stuff. They're going to get really involved in this. And, you know, it's uh, the more people we have in, the more us collectors that have been in it since the beginning or since we started, you know, I got, I got in in the eighties, people older than me were in the seventies, the sixties. And if they build a collection, their collection just keeps going up. The more people we get in, the better it is for mm. memorabilia and cards. And I think it's an enjoyable hobby. And I can tell you that oh, show yeah. was packed in Philadelphia. Well, that's good to packed. hear. That's good. to yeah. hear. Hey, Derek, um, I know that you are a big James Fiorentino fan and you have quite a bit of his artwork. Um, yeah. Art. I mean, t- tell us about it because I know we were, I was talking to James well, and yeah. I mean, he's, he just does amazing work. What are your thoughts on him as a, as a, as an artist and tell us about your collection. Yeah. I mean, he's been doing stuff <laughs> since he was, you know, 15, 16 years old on a national level. You know, he did stuff for the Ted Williams museum. He does stuff for Saratoga. He does stuff for, I mean, and I'm not going to give him all the credit he deserves because I don't have his resume in front of me, but it's insane what he's done on a national level since he was 16. So he's no secret. He does a lot with wildlife paintings and they're through, you know, traveling museums and stuff. He's had stuff in all these museums. And I just saw him the other day. Um, So he started some sports projects. Um, There's only one is the name of the one project where he does, you know, there's one 52 Manoli paints, one Hannes Wagner, one. So I, (laughs) I bought a bunch of those where I got you really, Oh, I got, yeah, Cobbs, Ruth, uh, Clemente, rookie, Aaron, rookie. I bought yeah, we had of- him on, uh, I don't know, probably two or three weeks ago talking about it. And yeah. I'll tell you, man, that is a really, really good. Well, good- they're, they're stunning. And he does it in watercolor, which is almost impossible to believe he can do it this well with mm. watercolor. Um, it's so much harder. And I don't know the first thing about painting. I would I couldn't do anything with painting. I'd be lucky to paint a snowman. But, you know, he is, he's unbelievable at it. And so he displayed at the Philly show and I took some people over there that were blown away. Unfortunately, he's so far backed up with his, how many people are commissioning him to do paintings. Yeah. Um, but he's, you know, he's really good. And he has another series called the elite series where he does the athlete that's still living and he gets them signed and they're really, you know, they're really nice. good too. So, but he's, Very cool. but you know, at the end of the day, he's a really good guy. Great really guy. Nice guy. Great guy. Not arrogant whatsoever. Very friendly. Talk to you. Yeah. Well, yeah, wait, 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 wait till he does the Zappola. Uh, yeah. Okay. okay. Boy, hey, that's going to be worth. We are chatting with uh, Derek Grady. Rico, why don't you tell us about Joe Drellick and our friends at the CSA show? Well, why don't I put my glasses on there and find, find the copy since <laughs> you you would have called since me I, since I threw you a curveball? Yeah. 
Oh, I can hit curveballs. Oh, I got it. Ready? Go. All right. CSA yeah. Shows is proud to present the Chantilly <clears throat> Show being held on March 31st through April 2nd. It's held at the uh, Dulles Expo Center in Chantilly, Virginia, just minutes from the Dulles International Airport. So if you fly there, you know, you can uh, just very close. So they're celebrating over 27 years at the same location. There'll be over 300 dealers' tables exhibiting on over 100,000 square feet of space with both vintage sports cards and memorabilia as well as modern-day sports treasures. You won't have to look very far for that special card, bad ball, or autograph. Major auction houses and third-party grading companies will be on site to assist you with your collecting and authentication needs. Some of your favorite superstars will be on hand, including football greats Trevor Lawrence, Jamar Chase, C.D. Lamb, Micah Parsons, yeah, Randy Moss, Emmett Smith, and many more. Emmett Smith. Uh, For more information, go to www.com. CSAshows.com. That's a Chantilly show where you can find all of your sports collectible treasures. Yeah, Joe oh, does a oh. Joe does a great job. Oh, man, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he, he really, really does. Yeah, well, you mean, guys I, are professional. I mean, yeah, yeah. except obviously. for Derek. Except for no, Derek. no, I'm very yeah, I'm very professional. Tom, <laughs> talk about the rate. Talk about the ratings. Tell me the time you called me and you told me I can't believe I'm admitting this. Oh my Let's talk God. About the that was an aberration. That was an aberration. So who's your the, highest rated guest? Uh, you are. I have to yeah, admit. Yeah, right. I have to. Numbers Actually, don't lie. You, know, you know who's a close second to you? Oh boy, Thomas Sulo. Thomas Sulo. Because Sula. he gets on there and he's. He doesn't shut Tom, up. Tom, you're not going to believe this. <laughs> I picked up something for 142,000, and now I. I am asking six hundred thousand for the item. I mean, he's, he is so Joe, passionate. Joe is so passionate. so good for the hobby. He calls me up. He Derek. He'll he'll call me up at ten o'clock at night, and he'll yeah. say, "Tom, I got a card for you." Yep. Joe, I what, everything's an emergency. Me, I know everything's you, everything's nine one one. He's really really Derek. Funny, really, you're funny. not going to believe this. Hey, listen. Yeah. Before we take a break, uh, we've got about uh, a minute. And then we're going to take a break, and you're going to stay with us. And then we're going to bring. Uh, uh, I've got Nathan. nothing better to do. Gonna, I mean, but listen, this <laughs> rash of bur- yeah. this rash of break-ins, break-ins and burglaries, man. Yeah, should we be concerned about that? I have nothing to do with them. I have nothing to do with them. It's <laughs> well, does that mean uh, that should must we be mean concerned? Well, well, the burglar, I mean, the burglars want to get look, the cards. Yeah. Must be, they're valuable. You, the cards. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen? The stuff's valuable. They know it's valuable. You see it now more in the media. Oh, you know, listen, there's always been coin issues because of gold and silver. There's always been diamond issues. Well, now baseball right. cards and graded cards are, you know, I, I guess they're, you know, people, I don't know. Would you have to, you know, are they cracking out? If you take a 52 mantle, there's a serial number on it. I guess they're cracking it out if they're stealing a 52 yeah. mantle. But I mean, I mean this 82 year old guy, I don't know if you read about him, 82 year old guy. He conned. Uh, a, I did read that. Now three hundred thousand yeah, dollars. That wasn't okay, but he didn't break in anything. No, that was he, fraud. He was just selling. So the one thing, it, it's true. If it's too good to be true, it probably is. If right. somebody's offering you cards that are that are 50, 50 cents on the dollar for blue chip cards, come on, you got to wake up. You're they right. would go to an auction house. 
They would put it online. They're not selling it to you for cash because they need the money because they're getting divorced or they need the money because their kids in a rehab center, you know, mm. knock it off. But an yeah. 82 year old, that shocked me. 82, 82. Guys, fake cards. All right, listen, we're going to take a quick break. We come back. Uh, I think Leighton Sheldon from Vintage Breaks is going to join Derek, myself, and Rico. Hang in there. We <laughs> will be right back. eBay, eBay. <laughs> auction is a family-owned and operated online auction specializing in autographed memorabilia, sports cards, coins, art, and collectibles. Since their founding in 2010, they've grown to two facilities in Phoenix, Arizona, totaling over 60,000 square feet. Jared Cavalier and an incredible staff of over 150 team members serve a very large customer base and enjoy every minute of it. By working with leading authentication companies, Pristine ensures all items are 100% authentic. In addition, third-party authenticators regularly travel to Pristine Auction to provide authentication services on-site. Pristine Auction strives to operate its business in a way that's honoring to God, their families, and their customers. With a strong focus on speed, quality, and premier customer service, their mission is to be the leading online auction for every level of collector and fan. Pristine also works for Hope Sports and Identity Hoops International, traveling to Mexico to build houses for the less fortunate. Pristine Auction offers several online auction formats with thousands of auctions ending each day. For more information, go to pristineauction.com. That's Pristine Auction, the best in the business. If you are a discerning collector interested in owning the most important pieces in the hobby, look no further than Leland's Auctions. The original sports auction and appraisal house, Leland's was established in 1985 by legendary pioneer founder Joshua Leland Evans. And today, President Mike Hefner carries on their tradition. From the Tom Brady card and memorabilia collection, to the famed Boston Garden Auction, to high-end card auctions from every major sport. Leland's has always maintained the highest standards. Go to Leland's.com and get your bid in. That's Leland's, the hobby's leading sports auction house for four decades. It's often been said that championships are won on the practice field, and world records come only to those willing to work harder than everybody else. Heritage Auctions is the world's largest collectibles auctioneer, because we believe that becoming the best is only an invitation to the challenge of remaining the best. This requires the skills of the hobby's top experts, capable of identifying and maximizing value for our consigners. It requires the most visited website in the industry, courting a global audience of collectors over a million and a half strong. It requires a dedicated press department that expands our global reach far beyond the entrenched hobby marketplace. It's hard work, but a simple premise. Present the finest collectibles to the largest population of potential buyers, and world records will come. We invite all listeners to put the unmatched power of Heritage Auctions to work for you. Auction evaluations are always free, and our commission-based fee structure ensures that our interests are always aligned. The highest possible price for your collectibles. There will always be new world records to chase, so let's chase them together. Visit our website at ha.com and request your no-obligation review today. Hi, this is Dan from Memory Lane Auctions, here to remind you that the renowned Memory Lane Collectibles Company has served as a beacon of light to the collecting community for the past several decades. Indeed, folks, it has been our utmost privilege and pleasure 
to provide the most enthusiastic collectors with an abundance of the finest sports cards and memorabilia for America's most coveted sports personalities via our world-class auctions. Whether you choose either a private sale transaction or the auction route, Memory Lane cordially invites you to reach out to us to maximize the value of your prized possessions. Also, it is not just sales that we pride ourselves on being the best of the rest, because if you are seeking a particular keepsake for your esteemed gathering, we will be relentless in our quest to find that special piece to fulfill your collecting dreams. So no time to wait. Reach out to us today for the purposes of capitalizing on our unparalleled marketing capabilities. Simply pick up the phone and dial 877-606-5263. That's 877-606-LANE. Or find us on the World Wide Web at www.memorylaneinc.com. Now is the time for your valued consignment to ultimately become another one of Memory Lane's record-setting prices. They are prized possessions, and you need a place to store them that is safe and secure. The eBay Vault is exactly that, an insured, climate-controlled facility with state-of-the-art security that guards your valuable collection around the clock. Your vault account is protected by two-step verification and easily accessible through eBay Collection. And everything stored in the eBay Vault is backed by Authenticity Guarantee. Buying and selling is a seamless experience. When you buy an eligible card on eBay, it can be sent directly to the eBay Vault at checkout. Or, if it's already in the eBay Vault, you can just keep it there. And selling from the eBay Vault is just as easy. Every card in the Vault has been expertly inspected, detailed, and photographed, so you can quickly sell it with a pre-populated listing. And if your buyer chooses to withdraw their card from the eBay Vault, we handle packing, shipping, and insurance. And same goes for you. If you want that rare rookie card in your hands, you can have it shipped to you at any time. Collect like a pro with the eBay Vault. Well, the eBay Vault is climate-controlled, insured, and protected <laughs> with 24-hour security. They got a guard. They got two guards there checking it out, you know, with guns. No, I'm just kidding. Soon, uh, you'll be able to send cards already in your collection directly to the eBay Vault. They will take high-quality photos of the front and back of the card and document all the details for your viewing pleasure and to make the listing-to-sell process seamless. <laughs> For more information, info, it says no. For more info, go to eBay, connecting buyers and sellers globally. Aha! Do you realize they pay for that? Uh, I smooth like wax. Yeah. <laughs> he I makes me laugh. He makes me laugh all the time. Hold no, on. Did you, no, did you, you. Hold on. Did you hear the coming out music? No, I didn't no. either. See, Chrissy? I didn't hear you. Chrissy. Is she even here? Yeah, she's she's yeah. Oh, she's oh, not yeah. speaking though. She's having lunch. All right, let's bring in Leighton. Leighton, Hawaii, my man. Leighton Sheldon from Vintage Breaks, Just Collect, Store Owner. What else, man? Renaissance owns, man owns a Jewish Father. deli on Father. Arthur Walking Avenue. Tour. Jewish hey. deli on Arthur Ave, right? Really? Nice. <laughs> no, no, he doesn't. Oh. All right, Leighton. <laughs> you got like a good Kanish, though. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to us about. Uh, your 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 mint what was it what's it called the mint collection what what the hell were you at uh it's actually upcoming uh it's oh, called okay. the mint collective but and you're uh, gonna be we, there i am but before we get into that really uh, appreciate you gentlemen having me on today and to be with the great Derek grady oh i mean you. you know my mm -hmm. day has been made but for the joking aside it was really nice to see Derek 
uh, and others at the Philly show. Everyone is so welcoming. My son Crosby just turned eight. And I'll tell you, the kid doesn't care about cards yet, which I don't love. But he's got like all these little things he remembers, like Kurt um, from Kurt's cards beginning of the show with Brian Deck. Like they say hi to him and they make jokes. So like this time he wanted to go say hi to them because he remembered last time. Nice. Yeah. He's been looking for you. He wants to to read ads. You know, he he listens to the show. Oh, yeah. Layton, how old is he? Kid. Uh, he just turned. He just turned eight, eight the day after oh, Christmas. Man. I love his name. Yeah, as soon as he came up to our booth, he, I don't think he remembers me. I was like Crosby. I he went right to him as opposed to Layton. Where does the name? Did, did, did you name him after David Crosby, Bing Crosby, or Sidney uh, Crosby? Sidney Crosby. Uh, you know, I'd like to tell you all of those wonderful things are true, but, but the reality of it is, is that um, you know when it was time to kind of come up with a name. Um, you know, ultimately, it was just a list of names, and that one kind of stuck out as the one to go with, and, and that's what we did. Nice. Yeah, that's awesome. a nice name. All right, so what's going on in Vintage Breaks, my friend? So Vintage Breaks and uh, Just Collect, we, uh, as you just mentioned a few minutes ago, we just opened a new store in Milburn, New Jersey. Uh, check it out at 296 Milburn Ave. Um, and we do a lot of cool things in the shop. So we've had pop-ups, for example, with Andy Friedman. So for some of your audience who may be watching and not know what a pop-up store is, uh, and candidly, I'm not so hip, so I had to kind of figure it out on the fly. <laughs> so it's something that happens you know, a lot of times in, let's say, New York cities or other big cities across the country, or for that matter, the world. So let's say one brand has a store, and then there's another brand that maybe sets up shop for a day, for a week, for a couple days. And so what was really cool is that Andy Freeman kind of came out, he hopped on our Vintage Break stream. So we chatted a little bit about his art, about where he gets some of the inspiration for the, the cards that he's drawing. Um, we opened up some stuff on camera together. And he actually left his, um, you know, like, like a setup, if you will, of one glass display case of some really cool stuff. He left it there for about 30 days. So, you know, he didn't sell enough to move the Bel Air out in L.A., um, but he did sell some to our community. And what was really cool is that our community didn't necessarily know who he was before uh, his stuff was put out for sale in our shop. So it was kind of a win-win, meaning just collective vintage breaks. That's some really cool content in our store, right? And then Andy was able to put out some stuff. He doesn't own a store, so if you wanted to, you know, have a store for a year, it'd be very expensive. So he got the exposure to our community through our store for about a month, and he sold a bunch of stuff. And it was kind of a win-win situation. So um, we're really excited about that. We're hoping today that we're going to convince Derek and Heritage to do a pop-up at um, the Just Collect store in the future for an auction preview. The reason being is because our friends from REA, we actually just signed on. REA is doing an auction pop-up preview at our store in April, so just a few weeks' time. And for some of you watching, you might want to ask, like, what does that mean? So for those yeah. that can't make it out to REA's store, right, or um, aren't going to spend, let's say, an afternoon at REA to go preview, and you want to go look at, the Nolan Ryan rookie that I have an eight and a half where they have a T3 cob that you wanted to see in person forever. And even though you're not going to bid and you don't really want to buy or bother Brian and the team there, you kind of want to see it. So we've collaborated with REA for a pop-up. This will be uh, the third time we've done something like this, our first time with an auction house. And so you're going to be able to come down to our offices and our store and see several million dollars of some great material over the course of a day or two. Like I previewed at heritage before and I love it. I love hanging out with Stevie. I love hanging out oh, with the rest of the guys. However, yeah. not everyone is able to go down to heritage in New York city. So something to heritage consider in the future. Hey, we're five minutes from Shore Hills mall, which is a great mall, a very affluent community. 
And at the very least, it's going to be a fun hobby event. Um, we'll see if, uh, you know, um, what kind of folks come out there, uh, you know, to, to the store uh, for the pop-up. But I think it's a really cool way to bring some, you know, great cards, historical artifacts to maybe the mainstream, if you will, collecting public versus like the people who already, already know about the auction. Yeah, they know sure. to go there and preview. They Derek, know you got to do that, man. You got to. It sounds like it. a good idea. I mean, you keep forgetting I'm just executive vice president. I'm not the owner. Well, no, but um, you so know something, Derek? I think it would be nice for you to go down in May and, you know, while you're at it, just. Well, I'm going to see Leighton in, at the Mint Collective. I decided I am going to. I'm going to. Yes. Pop All I'm right. Do a pop you got Derek to come out there, Greg. Right? Yeah, so good for you. Good for go you. Out there. I don't know that I'll be what kind of shape I'll be in up there, but we'll. Vegas, I'll get to you know. early, Derek, and then late oh. so that we get to yes. go out. Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> All right, listen, we got about five minutes. All right, we're going to yeah. go right around the corner. Leighton, you're first. Top three first baseman of all time. Uh, all right, so and I had no preparation. Lou Gehrig, Jimmy Fox, and I'm just going to say Albert Pujols because I know he's amazing. That's just what comes to mind real quick. Rico. That's pretty good, Liam. Me? Yeah, uh, yeah I'll take Pujols, Gehrig. And uh, who else is there? Who was that first I was thinking of? Rudy York. <laughs> yeah, Rudy York. He was up there. No, Tom uh, prepared this because he, he I asked didn't. the question. I swear so he, I did yeah, not. Yeah, I and That's what he does. I, I did not. When he took his morning dump, he thought about, of this what question. About Jimmy, yeah. What about Jimmy Fox? Jimmy he Fox. said Jimmy Fox. No, he Jimmy didn't. Fox. Leighton did. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'll take Fox, too. I'll show. take two. All right, what about you? He forgets. Go ahead. I know. Me? Derek. Yeah. I can't beat what Leighton said. As soon as he said it, I was like, shit. I'm oh, sorry. I know. I, I, I agree with that. I, I agree. Those, those I'm with Leighton. I mean, that was incredible. Except, except I, you, know, on this too. you guys sorry. may laugh at me, but I, I rate, I rate Pujols one. If you look at his numbers and Garrick's numbers, his numbers are actually a little better than Garrick's. They really are. <clears throat> From a different time period, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, Pulhos has to be there just because it's a modern, but there's no modern bias. The guy deserves yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. All right, without naming yeah, three, let's go around the horn. Who's your all-time second baseman, Leighton? Just one guy. All-time second baseman. <clears throat> so I feel like I don't know second base as well. Um, like, in terms of the modern game, I'm thinking Sandberg as far as, like, I mean, Aparicio was more of a shortstop, right? Right. So if you're second baseman, I don't want to, you know, torment the community and, and make them wait for me to answer. I feel like I don't know it well enough. Okay. To answer. Layton, there's 42 people watching, so you're not tormenting that people. <laughs> Rico, what do you got? Well, D Derek will know this name. He played second base for the Pittsburgh Pirates. One of the Maserowski? great second base. Yeah, Bill Mazeroski, boy, was Really? Great. Oh, he, he you can't kidding? be the greatest, though. Well, uh, to, for me, you know, well, who's, oh, who okay. else? Tony uh, who, Lazari. I, who do you? Who do you I have? Wanna stay, I want to stay in this. Sarah, century. Cohen, I, I, can you believe they're missing the, the guy that I know you're going to say and I'm going to say together? Uh, we are. I, I know you. <laughs> you're I mean, a vintage I'm, guy. No, I. Check your phone. He's texting you. Are you going back to T206s? <laughs> no, I'm going to the oh. Raja, Rogers Hornsby. Oh, okay. No, then he is, dude. I don't right? know what base he played. No, I just know he's a yeah, I, I didn't even that's right. Yeah, Hornsby. Hornsby, right. They didn't they know you want to go that far back, but uh, yeah. Now was, you know who else who else comes into mind is what about Jackie Robinson, Rico? Oh, there you go. He was better than, yeah, than well, he was Bill up there. 
<laughs> Mazeroski was first also. Mazeroski's in the Hall of Fame, by the way, if you don't yeah, know. Yeah, he is. Absolutely. But anyway, uh, yeah, I yeah, start, Rico, Robinson, your Robinson, shortstop. Short my shortstop is, I, I'm going to say it, Derek Jeter. All right. You know something? There's there's an argument there. There's an argument. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go vintage. I go feel ahead. very confident about my second, excuse uh, my shortstop choice. Well, it's Wagner. It's I agree. I agree yeah. with that. Yeah. You got to go with Wagner. You got to go yeah. with Wagner. How right. far back you guys want to go? I mean, we can go back to a Cap Anson. I don't care. Yeah, he, uh, it's baseball. Who the heck remembers? I know. It's been I around remember. for a long time. I can't remember. What, Derek, what do you no. say? You know, I have to give. From what I've seen, if for the all-around talent, the captain, you know, Jeter is phenomenal. But I will say that I don't know that you can dishonest Wagner by you know by any stretch. So you might have to do like That's more true. than one. I don't think there's a definitive, you know, in basketball, it's Michael Jordan. People say LeBron. You know, you can't just well, say. And, and you have to take into consider the time great argument, that they played yeah. in. Right, lastly, no, we, are, we get about we got about two minutes left. Third base. Third Brooks base. Robinson and Mike Schmidt. I agree. Either, Taylor, either or. I was hoping I got third base. I Inter- wanted third base because I could do that. Rico, who do you got? The- I, I have Mike Schmidt first. I got Brooks second. But you know who, might, who I have coming in third? You may disagree with me. Wade Boggs. I think Wade Boggs was a great, great, hitter. great, great hitter. ball player. No, All Mike. around, no. Yeah, he, so, was he, was. he was great. He was. But I'm talking are, we about on, uh, are we going to the outfield yet? No, uh, no, actually, we're not. Oh, that's, we are that's out tough. of time. We are so many. All right, so so boys, listen. Uh, Catcher. Want... We can't run. Yogi Berra, Campanella, Bench. I say Yogi. Bench is the greatest of all Bunch, time. Bench, Bench be. Berra, Camp, can't be third. All right, all right. All right boys, listen. I hey, love it was you. great. Great to Thank see you. Thank you so much for coming on board. Layton, this was fun. Derek, we have a good was time it? with you guys. You guys get it. You understand it. To our viewers and listeners, thank you all so much for the support. And remember, happy collecting. All right. (laughs) Late and see you at the Mint. Yeah, looking forward to it, guys. Take it easy. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.